Thank you so much to our new Patreon subscribers, Alex Shapiro and Bert Monath. You are the whiskey to our sour. Everyone, the Patreon helps keep the podcast alive and allows you access to exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, monthly giveaways, an exclusive book club, written reviews, and your very own Discord channel and role. Please click on the link in the description for this episode to show your support. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, the 2023 Hugo Award finalists have been announced. There are many categories for the Hugo Awards, but for this episode, I wanted to read out the finalists for Best Series, Best Novella, and Best Novel. And for those of you who don't know, the Hugo Award is an annual literary award for the best science fiction or fantasy works and achievements of the previous year year, given at the World Science Fiction Convention and chosen by its members. The Hugo is widely considered the premier award in science fiction. So for this year, here are the nominees for Best Series, and they are Children of Time series by Adrian Tchaikovsky. I've read the first book. First book is amazing. I still need to read this whole trilogy, but yeah, it's um, it's solid, everybody. And then we've got The Founders Trilogy by Robert Jackson Bennett. That is a trilogy we'll be reading next year on the podcast, Ooh. actually. Yeah, um, I've read one trilogy by Robert Jackson Bennett called The Divine Cities Trilogy. It's awesome. He is very, very good at what he does. And then after that is The Locked Tomb by Tamsin Muir. And I think we're doing that on the podcast next year, too, actually. Nice. Uh, if, if Electo the Ninth comes out next year, if the, I think there's, it's the last book. If the last book comes out next year, we'll definitely be reading that series. Um, I've heard Locked Tomb is amazing. I've heard it's really confusing. <laughs> so I think it'll be good for the podcast for us to read that on here. After that is October Day by Shannon McGuire. I don't know what that is. I know who Shannon McGuire is. Shannon McGuire. Uh, I don't know what October Day is. Uh, then we have Rivers of London by Ben Aronovich. Uh, I've heard Rivers of London is awesome. I just haven't gotten to it yet. And then Skolomance by Naomi Novik, which we're reading in a couple months here, actually. So, yeah, it's a pretty good lineup here. I, I like this. Also goes to show the taste that you have in picking our future books as right. like half of them totally. were nominees. Like hey, you didn't even know that. So look at me, man, you're <laughs> killing, you're killing Thanks, Chad. Okay. So for best novella, we have, even though I knew the end by CL Polk into the riverlands by Nevo, a mirror mended by Alex E. Harrow ogres by Adrian Tchaikovsky again, what moves the dead by T Kingfisher, which I think won best horror for the Locus Awards. I could be wrong about that. And then Where the Drowned Girls Go by Shannon McGuire. So yep, that's a pretty cool collection of novellas. I haven't read any of those, actually. Uh, I've been meaning to get to Ogres and What Moves the Dead, but now I think I'm... Oh, Into the Riverlands, I think, is a sequel in Nevo's uh, novella trilogy. And then... And so I read the first one of those. I want to read a novella trilogy. That sounds great. Well, we're doing Binti soon by Nettie oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, novellas are great. Don't sleep on novellas, everybody. They're, they're pretty awesome. Um, I've actually got one over here by Veronica Roth called Arch Conspirator or something like that. I really need want to get to that soon. And then... For best novel, we have The Daughter of Dr. Moreau by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. That's actually on our list for the Patreon book club for this year. We just got to get through When Women Were Dragons, finally. <laughs> We've been slacking on that. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> the Kaiju Preservation Society by John Scalzi, which I'm pretty sure won the Locus Award for Science 
fiction, I think. Is it then, locust or locust? Locust, yeah. Okay, no tea. Not no like tea, a bug. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. Best Ooh. novel. That is pretty awesome that a book that started out as an independent novel got acquired by Tor Books and now is in the running for the Hugos for, for best, best novel. Best novel. That's, that's wow. So cool. I'm so happy for Travis Baldry. Yeah, go Travis. And then we've got Nona the Ninth by Tamsin Muir. Uh, that's the Locked Tome series. I believe that's the third book. And then we've got Nettle and Bone by T. Kingfisher. And The Spare Man by Mary Robinette Kowal, which I still haven't read The Spare Man. I've heard it's all right. Uh, but, but, you know, we've got Nettle and Bone, None of the Ninth, Legend of Lattes, Kaiji Preservation Society, Daughter of Dr. Moreau, The Spare Man. Those are some solid heavy hitters. A pretty hot lineup. Yeah. Uh, there seemed to be a little bit of um, controversy around the Hugos this year because so many of the books are from Tor.com or Tor Books. Yeah, like four of the five books for best novel are through Tor, and wow. one of them is through Del Rey. That could just be a statement of Tor being like really good at picking authors to work with. John Scalzi wrote this thing on Reddit, which I read through, and um, we might—I'll try to link it here in the description for, for everybody to read. But it was pretty insightful. I mean, it was mostly just about how like Tor is one of the biggest, probably the biggest sci-fi fantasy publisher, and so they not only get their pick of the litter when it comes to like new things coming out and what they can acquire and what they don't want to and stuff i guess they also have a really like crack team of editors too and so like a lot of the stuff that they publish is like very well like gone through edited it's pushed really well because they have so many resources and things like that so uh i mean i, I don't know if i would even go as far as to say it's a controversy but i think a lot of people just kind of like raise their eyebrows at it this year and they're like why the hell is tour books like running away with all of these nominations right who's tour paying i mean i think tour just is the biggest sci-fi fantasy publisher you know i mean totally uh, i think like Orbit is right, way up there, like Del Rey, Solaris. But then, so like Tor also, Tor is like Tor Books, but then there's Tor Nightfire, which is like right. this other thing. And then they have Tor.com, which is this other thing. And I mean, it makes sense that once you reach a certain level of skill and have a certain level of like fame with books that grow large, that you can then get enough money to get uh, lots of high ranked editors on the payroll and just like really skilled team. You know, it's like, yeah. I feel like success kind of begets more success if you use the money that you're getting properly. And it seems like they are. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of want to read some more discourse about it and see like if there's like a, maybe a negative side to tour having such a monopoly on the sci-fi fantasy industry and stuff because it's not like that with with like horror you know there's not like a mm -mm. big horror uh publisher that's nomming up all the nominations and things like that like horror seems to be a lot of independent publishers and independent authors and things like that scribner uh, uh scribner a big horror one i think so yeah i know yeah, stephen I think, king a lot of stephen king books are yeah fun he was them, with, i believe he was with viking for a really long time but i don't even know if viking got acquired i don't i feel like knowing the publishers and stuff is like kind of akin to knowing like what nfl player went to what college and stuff like that it's just right, like, right right it's just a lot of information to keep in your head but i've had publishers on the brain because i've been i'm in writing mode and querying mode and stuff like that yeah how's that been going i know that you kind of set a deadline for yourself to have a lot of stuff done by monday and i know that's been taking a, a lot of your time up tell me about it i'm exhausted I don't know if yeah, you can hear it in my voice. voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really tired. I've been doing nothing. I haven't posted anything. I haven't done anything. I can barely... My brain is soup right now. And Ugh. my... Ugh. 
my nose is so close to this project. It's just, I can't help it. It's just garbage. It's just trash. I don't know why anybody it's would so read it. Not. Like, it's I know, so it's not. You're so only f- looking like, for the errors. And so you're like, oh my God, look at all these problems. And it's like, <laughs> like 98% of it is like not problem. And yeah, that is not yeah, garbage. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get it to, I want, I want people to beta read it. I want it. I want to get this ball moving. It's hard, you know? I mean, like I've never gotten this far in a book where I'm making these small of tweaks before. Like typically I'm just in the doldrums and I'm like, oh my God, like I got to rewrite this entire sequence and and right. not a lot of that's happening right now. It's mostly just like conversation tweaks. And did I remember to put this word here when it's, oh, oh I called it this 200 pages in when 30 pages in, I called it this. So I got to like go right, back and right. change it. And like this person's like, using that person's name, but they haven't learned about their name until later on sort of yeah, thing. Like totally. I remember that was one of the things that I noticed. Yep. And I changed all that around too. That's all consistent now and stuff. Nice. But I mean, still it's like, it, it doesn't matter. Or at least I feel like it doesn't matter how like thorough I am with this. As soon as beta readers read it, they're going to be like, what the hell? Why'd you do this? And I'm just going to, I'm just going to be like, Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. So that's, that's really cool that mm-hmm. that'll happen. That's what the, that's the point of beta readers is to like get some fresh eyes on what you've been working on for so long. So that totally because you get so only. close to it, like yeah, you said, your nose is yeah. so close to it. You kind of like lose objectivity. I know that happens a lot of times with like oh, it's gone. my graphic I don't design have any at all anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't tell what color works best with the other colors because they're yeah. like, should this little effect be applied? It's like you, you just lose the ability to see it uh, originally. You know, I find that happens when I'm writing music too. Like if I'm writing songs, yeah, I'll be like a few hours into putting something together. And for that first couple hours, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm into this. And then for some reason, like a, a switch flips and I'm just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my <laughs> life. I don't know why I even, you know, it, I think it's just like a certain kind of like mental fatigue with whatever project you're working on. Totally, you need to take a break at that point. Yeah. When this is ready to go out to beta readers and I'm ready to start querying it and stuff, I'm putting it down for a little bit. There's a horror story that I've been really meaning to like, go and work on and i wrote the first chapter of it i remember you telling me about that a little yeah, i was really stoked about it i kind of want to go back to that and just start drafting it and just kind of go back to that that phase of writing where i'm not looking at minutiae and i'm just kind of like yeah. throwing stuff down on the page and that's, that part's pretty fun i mean for totally. a while and then you're like <laughs> and then you're yeah then you're you know fifty thousand words in and you're like why do i do this <laughs> dude i've been uh writing a lot this week too that's and awesome hell yeah i'm having trouble with the beginning of the book i don't know whether not to start like once this event that has happened that will happen very early in the book i don't know whether it happened before that to start before that or after that and then kind of fill the reader in with like remembering sequences or something i don't i don't know it's just like i've been struggling with it a little i've got a lot written but it's not a lot but i've gotten you know 30 40 50 pages written but not the beginning (laughs) like i mean just write it anyway like it doesn't have to be good like, yeah, just, yeah, just that's write true. it and see how you feel about it. It's not wasted time or anything, you know. That's true because I can always inject that into the the memories or whatever if I decide to go the other way. Maybe it doesn't need to be as long as you think it does. You put mm. there's something like really cool in there, and you could chisel right. it down, you know. And there's like a nugget where you're like, that's that could be a good. Or you could split it up into a kind of like chapter headings, you know, like oh, kind of right, what right, Sanderson right. does and. Uh, we have kings and stuff so take like that one nugget and then chop up the sentences and put them at the headings of each chapter or something okay. that's a sneaky way to get some world building done it is know? a sneaky way to it's put it in there sneaky. yeah because like yeah i don't know it's, <laughs> i've been struggling with it but it's we're still in the fun new stage you know i'm not far enough along that i'm like ah and like i said i set myself up for success by just taking all of the elements of stories that i personally 
really love and like to read about and inject my book with that. And so uh, that's really been helping the motivation train keep going. So I'm like, this is so awesome. This is so awesome. You know? Yeah, totally. And then when you when you're at a point where you feel like you need to fine tune stuff, then you go in and fine tune stuff. Like, I mean, even it's funny, like I sent you a draft <laughs> a couple weeks ago and I felt pretty confident about it. And you read it and you were like, this, this is pretty solid. Yeah. And then when I went for my next revision, I think I've deleted like 10,000 words wow. on this revision, even though I felt wow. really confident about the one before it, because there was so much where I was just like, ah, uh, no, 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 I can do this no, way well, better. But I, I added those 10,000 words back in. Just in different uh, spots. Well, yeah. I mean, I just rewrote stuff and gutted whole scenes and made them more succinct or took scenes that didn't have enough meat on them and put a little bit more mm. in. And, you know, there's, it's like, I don't need to tighten or loosen the entire story. I need to tighten or loosen certain scenes. You know, there's some stuff that's very tightly wound and feels like the pacing is a little bit too fast and I skipped over some stuff. So I got to like, slow oh, it down. Okay. And, um, and then there's other things where it's just like, Oh, I think I already kind of said that like just in a different way. I could just delete this. This is redundant. Don't, need this at all totally during the drafting and even the revising phase it felt like i needed it but i needed to read it like 17 times <laughs> you know to be in a different that's what one thing i'm worried about too is like maybe what i did before was fine right now i'm in a different mood totally totally <laughs> so i changed it we talked a few days ago and you're like yeah i'm just like ripping stuff out and i was like well i don't know man i don't know if like that much should be ripped out because i really liked what you had if anything yeah. you can add more to it in certain areas but uh i think you'll like i don't know job. i'm excited to reread it again evan's yeah. called me like every four days and apologized like i think you're gonna have to read it again man i'm like oh, yeah, that's fine dude i'm here for it yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I mean, we'll see what's going on. Who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll say I need to do it again, and beta re beta readers are going to have to wait longer yeah. again. But if you do, I'm sorry. It's my process. Apparently, is a little more perfectionist than I thought it was. I I didn't I didn't know that it was. Oh no, be like this. you're a perfectionist, dude. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's no surprise from me. But like, I don't know. I think everyone will be stoked. I thought I was a timeline. way more laid back writer than I am. <laughs> Oh, it's I like think, I'm I mean, not, just in, in everything you do, you hold yeah. yourself to a high standard, which is good. You know, that's why you're successful in the things that you put your uh, put yourself into. So, like, don't ever stop yourself from doing that, but be nice to yourself. I don't know. Too. I'm kind of bummed. Like, I thought I'm I was telling like, yourself that you're a garbage chill. writer all the time. It's well, like, not. I don't think I'm garbage. Healthy. No, 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 no. I just, uh, I thought I, I thought I was a lot more chill about everything than this. <laughs> I really did. Oh, it's that's fine. funny. It's fine. Well, I want to know what you've been reading this week. But before we do that, I have a little just a sure. two minute um, fun fact or item uh, news item that I wanted to throw out there. I saw yeah. the season two trailer for Foundation. The next oh, season. Cool. Yeah. Did you ever watch Isaac Asimov's? I still um, haven't watched it. No, I know you watched it and you loved it. It was so good. I loved it a lot. Season two, I have really high hopes for, and it just looks like they spent all the money on it. Like so much money was put into making this thing look so rad and so cool. And it just, if season, if it is as good as season one, it's going to be a wildly good show. I'll put the trailer for season two in the description for this episode so you can go watch it and enjoy it because it looks really cool. That's Apple TV, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. What else did they do? They got some other really cool thing. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I think know. this is one of their like flagships because I know they spent a lot of money on it. Yeah. I haven't been playing video games. I haven't been watching TV. I have barely, wow. barely been reading. So I finished uh, Golden Sun, which was like the easiest <sighs> book to read in my life <laughs> it was so good it's oh my so god good 
I would like literally re listen to because uh, I was I've been listening to it and I would re listen to chapter because yeah, it was so, so yeah. good. I'd be like, yeah. I want to hear that chapter again. I'd go back to the beginning of it and just like revel in it, so just good. marinate. Yeah, it's awesome. I and it's, it's so funny because I've been talking it up to to Effie, who's been. If you haven't listened to our first Red Rising episode, folks, my partner Effie joined us because Chad and I had already read the books, so we were like, well, it'd be kind of boring if we both had already read all the three. Right, we like, can't books. predict anything. Yeah, like, just, and so. We, we thought like bringing another person on would be fun because then we could ask them questions you know about what mm-hmm. they think is going to happen next and it turned out to be such an awesome episode and thank you everybody in the discord and everything who said that effie did a good job she was really worried that she sounded stupid <laughs> she didn't sound stupid but, she did a no, very good job didn't. no if anything she probably sounded smarter than us and people were probably happy to probably hear from so. somebody other than us too but yeah so i read golden sun loved it i i finished half a king i don't know if i talked about that on the last episode but uh, i'm well into the second book in shattered sea and folks you can look forward to the first episode for a shattered sea half a king coming out this week that chad yeah we decided since we both read it we needed and they're great we haven't done any joe abercrombie yet have we nope none yeah. Yeah. So we needed to get a Joe Abercrombie on the list of yeah. uh, things that we've covered. And man, uh, we, we nailed it on our slide. These are so good books. They're so yeah. good. Uh, there's, I really have no real notes about these. They're just, <laughs> they're just excellent. I mean, I think yeah. the world building is pretty tight. Like it's not as, um, you know, it's, it's not as expansive. Uh, I mean, it's pretty, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty expensive. I, I would say the, the prose isn't like wowing me like normally, like the first law books do you know i feel like every line of the first law books is just like boom banger 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 just over and over and this one i feel like abercrombie was a little bit more laid back and was just like let's just that sentence was a little vacation whatever yeah like like it's fine um so i really like it a lot and i'm also i'm still reading uh watchers by dean koontz but uh it's fine like i don't know i'm not like super compelled to be reading it but i'm almost done with malice i like it a lot Faithful in the Fallen is definitely going to be one of my favorite series of the year. I can tell. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, mwah, just it's, epic fantasy. It's great. This, it's this very giant big, wolves. I wonder if John Gwynn outlined this. Like, I'm curious. Cause it I definitely don't know. Seems, it doesn't really feel like it. I know. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, it's not a bad thing at all. I'm not like even, I'm not critiquing it or judging. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just curious. But you need to be curious. actively focused when you're reading it. You can't be like passively like, oh, well, you know, like you need to figure, like I have, written the most complicated and like most comprehensive dramatis personae that i've ever written for a book series um with this one like every character underneath has like brother sister father mother foe best friend you know like pet like just all this stuff to help me remember it's funny when i first started this i was kind of worried because i was like oh is this like another lycanius situation Mm -hmm. where it was actually way more complicated than i thought it was going to be it's not i mean it's like a pretty simple story to follow but it's it's a lot of lore and it's a lot of world building and it's a, a huge huge cast of characters there's yes. a lot of people in these books and i was not expecting what was that reddit comment that you told me about somebody said okay i'm i'm quitting faithful in the fallen i've gotten 10 chapters in and i went back and counted and there are 70 characters in yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm talking about that's why i had to write like such a detailed dramatis personae for myself so when a chapter begins i can be like okay who is this person corporate oh, okay that person they related yeah. to these people okay cool and they all have similar sounding names there's like yeah Corbin and camlin and Sewin and like brennan and brenna and Bennin and yeah it's uh, like come on man yeah. 
that's fine i mean it's i'm very immersed into this like every time i open the book i'm just like oh here we go again this is crazy and And there's a lot of like intrigue where it thinks that you're going down a certain path and this person is that person but really you're like "Mm, i don't know and then it's like your suspicions are are proved i'm I'm really correct many times we're reading these i'm I'm super excited to keep going and um i think that these episodes the podcast episodes will probably be on the the longer side and they might even take us like two weeks per book to read because they're long i mean they're they're, long. they're like pretty long books they're like 700 pages long and you know with chad and i reading other stuff too yeah i think you can you can expect a faithful in the fall an episode about every two weeks probably yep and then we'll be we'll be crushing out red rising i think we're doing golden sun on tuesday cool so yeah i've already finished it yeah me too effie just needs to finish it effie's been reading my book and uh oh right <laughs> we prioritize that kind of takes precedence but yeah you're you're allowed to take a little break and work on your book and make it yep. the thing that it needs to be so uh don't yeah, that's, don't that's definitely no shade yeah that's been kind of what's going on what's been going on with me i mean um i haven't really been posting anything i haven't really been making any uh like content for tiktok or instagram or anything and if you are an avid follower of mine on those platforms like thank you for your patience i mean i try to put out as much content as i can but me getting this draft done has been really important to me and i need to yeah focus and on absence it. makes the heart fun so like no it's fine yeah, maybe yeah <laughs> or i don't know i don't know how the internet works like maybe everyone's just like oh we're done Whatever. Evan's dead. Yep. Unfollow. Who cares? <laughs> oh, and thank you for following me on threads, everybody. That's oh, I've, yeah, I've I'm been enjoying myself. I've, I've, it's fun to, a little dangerous because now I can just say stuff to 10,000 people. Right. And usually before I had to like edit a video and stare at myself and like watch. Really make sure that's yeah, something like you wanted I, to say. Yeah. <laughs> But now I could just be like, type, type, type. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I can delete stuff, though. So if you see it before I delete it, that's, that's <laughs> great. That's great for you. But if I get if I get antsy, then I'll just delete it. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it's too much power. No one man should have all that power. No one man. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Kanye quote of the day. Uh, but yeah, that's really it for me. I mean, I've been watching a little bit of Star Trek uh, Next Generation. It's great. Yeah, they really they really like starting those episodes off uh, in the, the beam chamber or whatever it's called. The beam. Oh, like where you like beam me up Scotty's chamber. Yeah. What is <laughs> that, that place called? I don't know what that's called. I don't know. I wanted to call it the hyperbolic time chamber, but that's a Dragon Ball Z thing. I but, don't think it's called the hyperbolic time chamber. You know, and it's funny for a show about space. Not a lot of it takes place in space. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like whole episodes where they're like, all right, let's go down to this planet. And then they like go down there and everyone's just got like early nineties haircuts. They're just like, in office buildings and stuff. <laughs> I mean, they they don't they don't look exactly like office buildings, but it's like, did this place used to be a bank? And you guys are filming in here, and right, I don't know, right. It's, it's funny. Um, I really like uh, Riker a lot. Riker's Riker's great. Awesome. Uh, Yar is fantastic. Which one is really, Yar? Really- the uh, the blonde haired woman with like she's like oh I know who you're talking about yeah she's like the uh, the combat specialist like yeah yeah the yeah weapon specialist or whatever she's awesome yeah it's it's just like Gordy's really funny it's just mm-hmm. an awesome show and uh, I've been falling asleep though like halfway through episodes because <laughs> it'll just put you right to bed it'll it put really you right. will they are not concerned with you understanding what's going on in that episode <laughs> nah nah it's, it's kind of like difficult, uh, but... books of babel just all ideas accepted here you know yeah totally that's where that really is what it feels like <laughs> yeah. yeah watching a little bit of the dragon prince that's fantastic you should watch it you would like it a lot you know the it's dragon a little prince? slow at first yeah it's i think i mentioned it on here but uh, you so do people, too. is it an anime i mean it's animated i don't know if i would go as far as to say it's like american anime okay um, is it what's it on it's on netflix netflix okay 
Yeah, I mean, it's under my phone. Really right solid. There. I mean, the first season is like it's good, but the first season is like a little bit, a little slow. You know, okay. but it really starts ramping up. I mean, it turns into a really cool show. I'm like into the third season now, and it's really solid. Like they go into a lot more backstory on not just the characters, but the lore and the world and everything. I feel like with the first season, they were like, "Ah, eh? eh? and everyone was like, "Yes, please, more yeah, of that." Yeah, and sure. then they were like, "Okay, cool, here we go." Yeah, and so I was really surprised with how much more depth it got. But I mean, I feel like that. That's kind of how Avatar The Last Airbender is, too. I mean, like, that first season, there's some depth there, obviously. It's very good. But I feel like, you know, the second and third seasons or books or whatever, really, really good. I mean, they're, they're like, stop what you're doing and finish out, like, binge out the next 12 episodes of this. Oh, wow. Good, you know? I'm but, definitely um, going to check yeah. that out then. Uh, and then after this, you need to watch Skull Island. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, just yeah. eight episodes, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's so much fun. Maybe I'll do that when I'm done with this draft and take a break and you watch should. the whole season or something. But yeah, that's it for me. I mean, I'm reading as much as I can right now. But yeah, it's book, 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 writing. Get it, baby. We all understand. Priority. What about you? Um, okay, so I've been uh, I finished Golden Sun. Love it so much. So We're going to have the episode about it. So stoked. Uh, finished Malice. Love it. Just super, super love it. Like you said, a little complicated, but that's fine. Uh, is there, there's four of those books, right? Four. Or three. Yeah. Four. Okay. Four. That's one of my favorites. I like two or four. <laughs> the yeah. best so i, I hope we don't Chad get the second book blues. Be good. Yeah. yeah exactly um i started ruin i'm not very far into it but i did start it a little bit cool. um it's more of the same so i'm here for it um i started misery because i uh my hey. this year i wanted to read some more neil gaiman uh some more stephen king and some ursula Le Guin, and i haven't read any ursula i just knocked out neverwhere which i finished finally uh hey, loved look it at you finish yeah books. i know right <laughs> i loved it I, I really really did enjoy yeah, neverwhere cool book neil gaiman in my opinion and i think i've said this before is one of the best writers in our generation like yeah, he's I just agree. yeah he's just amazing yeah like his prose are amazing. His you just read Ocean at the End of the Lane too, didn't uh -huh. you? Yeah, yeah, I read that like a couple yeah, months ago. You're nomming up some. some yeah, agreement. yeah. So I needed to get uh, some more Stephen King in before I almost hit Ursula, but I think she's correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she's pretty heady and like a very big thinker. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you should. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, Wizard of Earthsea is pretty easy read. I would say. Okay. I guess, I okay. Mean, it's Between that or as... like The Dispossessed, which one should I read? Oh, you should read Wizard of Earthsea. I mean, The Dispossessed okay. is a better book. In my okay. <laughs> but Wizard of Earthsea is like, it'll usher you right in to Le Guin. Yeah, I would, okay, and there's I a bunch of those, with, right? Yeah, there's a ton. I mean, it's both like the Earthsea books are separate from the Hainish cycle. So you got like the Earthsea books, which is like Wizard of Earthsea, Tombs mm -hmm. of Atuan, stuff like that. And then the Hainish cycle is like this whole other thing where, um, where you've got like The Dispossessed, uh, the Left Hand of Darkness, the word for world is forest. Uh, there's like City of Illusions is one of them. Uh, okay, Rick I have The Dispossessed and The Left Hand of Darkness. So you can kind of read them in whatever order. Um, it's kind of like with Cosmere. I mean, you can't read the second book in Way of Kings and then the third no. book in Mistborn or whatever. But you can read Mistborn and then Stormlight, you know. Totally, kind of, totally. Kind okay. Of like move around with us. But with uh, Le Guin, you can kind of do that with the Hainish Cycle too. Um, but yeah, I mean, those books are, they're, they're a little, a little cerebral, they're a little dense, you know, Okay. I mean, the dispossessed took me like three weeks to read or something. Ooh, wow. And it's not that long, which I feel like for an average person would be like, so you crushed that. And like, for you, it's like, oh, that's a long time, you know? Tense. So totally. I yeah. mean, you read like four books. I know a week, it's funny. So. People ask me like, they're like, how do you read so fast? And it's just like, bro, I mean, I made it, I make like the. I'm making content. Like, if I wasn't making content, I'd be reading like a book every two weeks. You know, right? I mean, Way less. But I'm. I want to. I want to 
get people the content, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, you're a good content creator. Yeah, I want to make lots of it. And uh, yeah. can't just can't just talk about Sanderson all the time, you know? <laughs> I mean, I would probably. <laughs> Joe but. Abercrombie. Yeah, I, I was looking up um, fun facts earlier before this episode, and I kept bringing them to Evan, and I had a few like Joe Abercrombie ones. And Evan was like, man, we've just been like, We've just been loving on Joe Abercrombie so much. Know, Let's just do one do not related yeah. to Joe Abercrombie. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we know you're listening. Yeah. Thanks so much for all the good books. Appreciate you listening, Joe. Yeah, definitely. Um, how's how's so, Misery? How's Misery? I want to know. Like, I'm me. not very far into it, but I really like it so far. Cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. It's uh, it's pretty like quick and like fun and yeah. it's small and gets going and it's fun. You know, it's not like I, I haven't read very many Stephen King books and I feel like the Dark Tower maybe isn't the best like book series to get to read to know Stephen King, right? Because it's huge and vast, and I don't know. Um, I like, yeah, it's like if no, if somebody had never read Stephen King before, I think starting them off with a gunslinger might might yeah. not be the best call. I mean, starting them off with the gunslinger with the caveat that the Dark Tower gets really cool, right? Maybe if they've been reading a lot, but if it's you know if you're like kind of a casual reader and you just kind of want to like check out Stephen King. I think Misery is a really good spot because it is short and it is punchy and very well paced and intense. And it's not really even super scary. Yeah, I haven't been scared so far. It's more of a thriller. I mean, it's more it's very suspenseful, you know, right? Like you feel like you're in the room with this guy and this this woman. (laughs) Yeah, it's very like visceral. Yeah, but then yeah, after that, I mean, I would probably recommend you read. uh, I think I was going to read Fairy Tale next. Fairy Tale is awesome. Yeah, I would I would check out Salem's Lot. I think Salem's Lot is probably one of the better, like earlier King books. I mean, obviously there's The Shining too. Shining's mm-hmm. great, but yeah, I would say like after Misery, probably hit up Salem's Lot. I would save Fairy Tale, but that's just me personally. And I mean, I've had comments on some of my posts and stuff. Just have like, Fairy Tale, so I was yeah, like, oh, totally. I should read it. Uh, I think yeah. you sent it to me. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. yeah, give Fairy Tale a go. I mean, it's definitely it's huge though, which is why I chose Misery over it. I mean, I thought the Talisman was a little better than Fairy Tale personally. Uh, they're both okay. like portal fantasy like fairy tale is very cool but it's definitely i felt like it took a little while to get where it was going okay and i had already kind of like developed a lot of patience for stephen king <laughs> right you know the but, only other book series okay. or book that i've read by stephen king which was a terrible i think um intro was Dreamcatcher, and so yeah, i should have started with misery this book is so much better than um but aliens you know his fan base is so interesting, you know. I mean, me being part of it and you being part of it now too. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody, but it's it is interesting that, you know, it's like I made a post where I said Dreamcatcher was one of my least favorite. It was like Dreamcatcher, Bag of Bones, and Dreamcatcher was not very like good. Desperation or something like that. And there were multiple comments that were like, Ah, oh, Bag of Bones is my favorite, or Desperation really? is my favorite, or Dreamcatcher is my favorite. Wow. And it's um yeah, I mean, people just like different stuff, and I mean, I think Dreamcatcher has definitely got some pretty good qualities to it I, like the idea of having these four friends or five friends or whatever out in the forest and you get different povs and they've all that kind of got their history with each other and stuff that's a pretty solid idea for a horror story yeah and it just goes way off the rails oh you know? man it's it gets just, weird it's, but i mean if you're into stuff that goes off the rails then dreamcatcher is totally a book you should read like if yeah you like absolutely it people, yeah i mean if you're into that then yeah do it yeah uh, the, you, sh- you should read Salem's Lot. Yeah. That's, okay. I'll send it to you. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. And then I started When Women Were Dragons, but again, not very far. We're into making it, progress, so. everybody. We're making progress. We've been, we've been biting off a whole lot. Thank you, patrons, for being patient with us. We're still yes. doing the patron book club. Ugh, it's just, we've read so much like, stuff right now. Even though I'm reading Red Rising series, 
the faithful and the fallen started misery finished neverwhere started when women dragons i'm like man i'm just like i need to read more you know it's like dude just yeah. calm down bro you're yeah. reading five or six books just just that's enough you know? i mean right now i'm reading malice morning star uh watchers by dean coons i'm still reading lord of the rings i forgot to mention that oh, yeah. like i'm still re i'm in moria right now oh so good oh my god it's awesome it's so, <laughs> it's so awesome good there's so many just like nuggets in there. I actually, I threaded this the other day, uh, but it was a quote that I really, really loved that's not in the movies. And if you read, if you've never read Lord of the Rings before, there's like, I mean, Tolkien really was, I don't, I know I'm saying this on my fantasy podcast, but <laughs> man, what an incredible writer. <laughs> like he's Jesus, a master of his craft. The stuff that he says, it's just like, there's a part where they're trying to decide what they're going to do because they're on Karadhas, Karadhas. And there's it's like storming and there's it's snowy and mm -hmm. and it's cool because Gimli like names all the mountains and the misty mountains that they can see. There there's just such awesome names. But they're they're making their way up the mountain and it's snowing and there's like this foul voice on the air. And what's A cool foul is voice in, on the wind. In the in the movie it is Saruman, right? It, it, it pans mm -hmm. over to him and he's like standing on his tower and he's just like blah 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 blah. Right, like, right. And there's like snow and ice falling and stuff. But in the book, it's like they think it's, a lot it's more Saruman. Subtle. Yeah, they, they don't know that it's a Saruman. They think it might be, but also the mountain just doesn't like it when they're when elves and dwarves are on there or elves <laughs> and men or whatever. But there's this really awesome quote. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Uh, Gandalf says, However, it may prove one must tread the path that need chooses. Ah, what a great quote. Like, so good. Like, if you need to do it, you got to do it. Whatever happens, yep. happens. But if you need to do it, if, if need has chosen this path for you, then it, it needs to happen. So right. it's just such an awesome quote for like that exact position that they were in. And I love how he kind of like personified need. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like need is choosing this. Like I wouldn't have ever thought of that before. You right. Know? Like need chose this. Ah, it's just the, the his wordplay is so freaking good. But yeah, I'm in Moria right now. Man, it's just uh it's just and I've got my big like seventieth anniversary of the illustrations and it's all full color and everything, and I'm just sitting there oh, with that's my, so nice. my coffee and my nice comfy chair reading. Who does the audiobooks? Rings. I've never uh, listened to them. So Rob Inglis does did the original audiobooks mm. i know that there's other versions and stuff the one to listen to is rob inglis but andy circus has also done a reading of not only the lord of the rings and i think he did the hobbit but he's also just finished up the silmarillion as well and his uh, voice oh, okay i mean andy circus is the voice of Gollum, and he's amazing like yeah like who does better voices than andy circus so I don't know. I haven't really listened all the way through to the Andy Circus ones. Like I've, I've definitely listened to them, but the Rob Inglis ones. I mean, that personally, the creme de la creme. I think the Rob Inglis ones are the best. But yeah, and he, uh, Rob Inglis also reads the uh, the Wizard of Earthsea as well. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, he does a really good job at those at that one too. Yeah, and in addition to Lord of the Rings, I'm still reading uh, all the young dudes. Just kind of chipping away at that. I'm also reading an independent novel called the rules of the road which is like this short story oh, you left out of, a lot of things that you were reading i know dude i'm so tired <laughs> what are you I'm tired sorry. come on yeah, like, really, i forgot no, about don't all this apologize stuff. you're was, fine know, once you mentioned like i'm reading all this stuff i was like oh yeah, yeah i'm reading yeah. all this stuff too and i'm about to start dungeon crawler carl which is a is um, that a lit rpg yeah it's my first lit nice. rpg um my friend seth sent me it uh on 
audio. So oh yeah, I guess I'm reading a few fights with monsters as well too. But I haven't read it in a week or two. I almost started that, but I didn't want us to get into another thing where we're like, let's do he who fights yeah. with monsters episode because we've just got so much on our plate right now. Yeah, I'm uh, glad that you chose a different one so that way you can yeah, recommend because I'm going to need been... to read another. I just like always I'm going to have I think a lit RPG. It's like my new favorite subgenre. Well, I'm so. curious because like I'm going to try it on audiobook first, and I'm kind of curious. Like, do you think that'll be good? Do you think? It'll oh yeah. Be... Actually, if you're listening right now, like let me know if you think that that would be a good idea to. To listen to lit rpg because aren't there like stat lists and things like that uh-huh do you just yeah, like which, write them down or like well, how are you doing it no i mean i don't write anything down but like when the i've read about half of them and then i've audiobooked the other half it's the same like when it, it comes when it comes to like one of those list stat lists in the book i'll just kind of like glaze over it with my eyes you know it's like okay his strength is there you know you just kind of go through the stats but when the audiobook person gets to it he'll actually go through and he gets a little bit maybe more like robotic with his voice and he'll be like his strength is this the special ability is da, 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 da. like it's like a very just like factual reading of that and then he goes back into his story answer. voice yeah kind okay, of cool. and so it's like but it's very good and it's nice to you know, i'll kind of zone out half of them but sometimes when you get the new like weapon or something it's like i want to know what the weapon can do and so it'll list out all the stats and that's fine Man, there is so I know I've said this before, you all, but there is so much stuff to read out there. Like I was perusing like the Kindle wonderful world. stuff. It's amazing. Like I Terry Mancor's Spellmonger. People have been telling me to read that. There's like Ooh. 20 of those things, and they're like Whoa. 600 pages long. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's all free on Kindle Unlimited. Well, that is guess it lit RPG free. also? I don't think it's lit RPG. Okay. I, could, I could be so wrong about that, but I was just I was looking through stuff and I was like, oh, Spellmonger. Everyone's told me about that. And it says like book one. And I was like, oh yeah, throw it on my Kindle. And then I looked down and it's like, get the whole series. There's like 17 of these things. And it's just, and I was looking through and sure enough, they're all between like six and 800 pages, you know? So you could spend such a huge chunk of time on like just that one. I mean, the Wheel of Time is only 14 books and that took me like a year to read. Yeah, dude. I didn't even oh finish Malazan. I got through like eight of them and it took me like half a year to get through i mean i was reading other things while i was reading it but it was just it's so dense i'm really looking forward to reading that in its entirety i think by the time we get to malazan and throne of glass i think i'm a little worried about my content and hmm. like my because i think and the and the podcast for anybody that's like not listening to or not reading malazan or throne of glass with us during those months because we're sorry I, we i it's so hard to read other stuff while you're reading malaza yeah. that's that's why i stopped reading on my second my second the minutes attempt. might be suffer like, a little bit from for it yeah because our monday episodes are just going to be like well i'm three quarters of the way through the six malazan books so yeah. if anybody wants to hear about that on the monday episode but i mean i'll definitely try to you know i'm still going to try to keep up my indie book of the week thing mm -hmm. and still try to like prop up as many indie independent are you still doing, books as doing I can. the one book a day every week the, oh yeah i'm still trying to do yeah i mean like my whole schedule has been completely interrupted by this writing schedule that yeah. i've given myself like i'm literally writing for like eight or nine hours a day you know i mean That's and it's so much. it's for like a 300 page book it's there's so much work that goes into this stuff oh it's man just, uh, i'm really excited to show it to everybody if anything it brings like a new level of respect that you have for authors and like what they go through in order to produce a fully completed book right that's all polished and everything yeah it makes me feel bad i almost like don't even want to critique anything at all anymore <laughs> you know what i mean it like, was terrible like, like i know how much work went into this yeah it's like well why would you do that it's like i'm sure he had his reasons you know like i'm sure yeah <laughs> Like, I'm sure if she was here to explain it to us, she would tell us exactly why it was like that. And we would be totally wrong with like everything, you know, but also right. pretty much every book I've ever read, 
also has like glaring plot holes if you think about it too much, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's what I've been kind of trying to tell myself too, is it's like, look, this isn't going to be the most perfect thing ever. Like people, right. like the point, at least what I'm starting to figure out is it's like, can you through the text help along the process of people suspending their disbelief? Right. Like can through the process of like your uh, imagery, your character development, your dialogue, how are you immersing people enough that they're able to put aside some of this disbelief, like not have wonky plot lines. And I'm not telling people not to sew things up where they can, but it's just like, it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I mean, there were so many things that you would mention, like, Oh, I don't think that this works or something. And I was like, I, when I read it, I was like, that didn't do anything for me. Like it didn't pull me out of the story. I don't think it was bad at all. You know? So yeah, I think there's a fine line between like making it perfect and, and overwriting it, you know? I think if I can get it to a point where I'm happy with it, which I'm almost at, I'm almost cool. there. Like I really am. Actually, I'm, I'm like pretty happy with it right now. You know what I mean? Like, you I'm, should be. I'm pretty happy with, a, I'm happy with a lot of it. Right. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I'm happy with a lot of it. I mean, and if you're listening right now and you're writing, or you're making music, or you're painting or doing whatever it is you do, just remember like people, not everybody likes everything, you know? And mm-hmm. try not to think about how people are going to view your end product. It's so tempting. Like, it's so, so, so tempting. I think about it. <laughs> how is this going to be judged? Badly. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer. Badly. From some people, you know? And you'll never, you'll never get away from that. But it, it'll sit a lot better with you if you judge it well and you are happy with it you know right. if you're happy with it, it you know yeah i mean if you're happy with it and it makes you want to make more stuff because you were happy with this product and hey inspires hey, yourself look at that nice now i can i know i can do it now it's it's kind of like you know when the when people said like no one's ever going to run under a five minute mile it's never right. ever going to happen it's po- and impossible then, and then one person did it and then like a thousand people did it like right, right. after that person did it and i think that and now we're closing like, in on four yeah. And so like there's different milestones you get to when you're making art too, where it's like, okay, so I used to not be able to do this, but, but I did it. And so now doing, getting to that point isn't really that difficult anymore. At least I don't think it's that difficult anymore because my skill has increased, but now I've got like this other goalpost I'm trying to meet and damn it, that goalpost is, it's impossible. But then you keep working and you get there and you're like, Oh, look at all that progress I just made. Like, hell yeah. And then there's another goalpost, obviously. Right. And that's, and I mean, that's the nature of hobbies, though, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of value in just being able and just believing that you can do something, right? Yeah, like, you would, no yeah. one would try to run faster than five minutes if they didn't think it was possible. But, uh, and in fact, I just uh, Wikipedia'd this and. Was it four minutes or was it five? Well, the record for the <laughs> fastest mile ever run on any terrain. So there's a big difference between like running downhill and like running flat, right? But in in, in any terrain is held by Craig Wheeler, who ran a downhill mile in '93 in a time of three minutes and twenty four seconds. That is inhuman. Yeah, but it's that time is not an officially recognized record due to the downhill grade of the course he ran. And I think the fastest mile that is like officially recognized is. By Gunder Hag, who ran four minute and six second mile. Okay, so actually, that's not might, might not be no no that was beaten by Hitchem El Garouge, uh, three minutes and forty three seconds. Wow. Yep, yep, that broke the four minute. Man, Watch, someone's gonna break the, four the three minute eventually. <laughs> They're gonna so say crazy. it can't be done, and then I don't know. Maybe we're reaching some kind of human limit, but yeah, I mean, like when I had never 
gotten to the end of a book, I was just like, I just gotta, I just gotta figure this out. I just gotta mm-hmm. just get to the end, you know, just write the end at the end of something, even if it's a mess and it took you so long to get there and it's, and, and it doesn't make any sense. Like there are people, like there were people in cars in the beginning and now they're in hovercrafts and <laughs> right. you didn't explain why, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just get to the end. And like, that's a huge milestone. Like that's huge. And then like kind of after that point, I was like, I would love to get to the end and have it all make sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then it's like, but okay, getting cool. to that first like, milestone yeah. is very valuable. And then you can get to yeah. the next one, you know, make sure you put it, don't run the full run, just run to the stop sign and then run to the next totally. stop sign. And then just little one. teeny, like, yay, I'm awesome moments is so powerful. You know? Gosh, I'm so glad that in this book I've written such like it's very short chapters for anybody who's wondering, and I love short chapters, and I know everybody else loves short chapters too. Uh, but they're like I think the longest chapter I have in the draft that I sent Chad initially, I had one chapter that was like 35 pages. Seven was so long, dude. It was. I was like, why is this chapter seven? It was like in my notes. It's like why is chapter seven so long, man? I've even been and breaking then, them up more too, because like uh, in the in the last j- draft that I sent you, I think there were 26 chapters, and now there's like. 38 oh wow or something like wow. that so i've been breaking I them think up that's good. more too yeah short chapters are the best let's go it gives your reader a sense of accomplishment and like i, I think it really helps well and you know you like you're gonna finish this book even if you don't like it because like right right it's like oh, i might as well finish this chapter right it's like well two more pages before. yeah <laughs> it's got to be so bad for you to not finish it uh to wrap up what i sure. read oh that's all that i've read but i watched a movie called it's it was done by netflix i think it came out in like 2018 19 something like that it's called the ballad of buster scruggs have you ever read oh, this yeah i watched that or watched like, it yeah i watched that when it came out like, yeah, i asked myself ago. about 18 times like what the hell am i watching right yeah, now and like but i movie. couldn't stop Oh no! I mean, that's um, that's Coen Brothers. Yeah, that's why I wanted to watch it because I was like, ooh, because I saw I saw like a weird like I think it was on TikTok. Someone like had a little clip of it, and I was like, oh, that looks cool. And then to to kind of give everyone an explanation, there's probably five to seven. Yeah, right. There's probably (laughs) five to seven different mini stories within the movie, and none of them are really related. Kind of, they all tend to have like a Western theme to them, but they're all separate. And some of them are like wildly violent and some are sad, some are funny, some are grisly. Someone, everyone dies. Some of them, everyone lives. Some have happy endings. Some have really sad endings. They're pretty messed up. Yeah, I was like surprised. pretty messed up. Yeah, that movie they made me cry. Out. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, dude. It definitely. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be like a Western Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, same. It, it was. Kind of. Kind of. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're interested so in watching odd. it, folks, like prep yourself like it's, yeah it's a lot and if you're queasy or squeamish like probably not the movie for you because there was some just like wild violence in it and sometimes like there was one especially that they went out of their way to really make me fall in love with the main protagonist girl <laughs> character and i was like every little mini story leading up to that point except for one the characters had it had ended terribly and i was like this one better not end that way i'm gonna be like absolutely mad and then it did and i was just like ah! and i cried and then i kept watching it <laughs> oh if you if, if they get you crying you're gonna finish it yeah and there was some of those like like liam it has a lot of big names in it like liam neeson was yeah, in there. Tom, uh, like, yeah i mean if you want to see tom waits panning for gold like yeah yep. oh i loved that one that one yeah, was great yeah that's probably the best one in, in yeah because it ended happily and i was like yay and it was just love we love tom waits on the book yeah tom waits oh (laughs) so good well shall we do the fun fact yep let's do it let's wrap it up 
Cool. Oh, yeah. Before um, the fun fact here, I want to list off and give a thank you to Ben B6767 for giving us a five star review with the title of Love These Two. And it was very. Yeah. Yeah. It was really awesome. (laughs) He ends with. You can read the whole thing. Read it. Okay, I'll read the whole thing. He says, my introduction to book reviews kill was probably through some Instagram reels where this slightly disheveled guy was talking about books. (laughs) Probably you. I enjoyed his takes enough to check out his podcast, which led to their discord community. And now it's part of my life. Evan and Chad are genuine and engaging and their love of books and the whole speculative fiction genre is infectious in a good way, not like a venereal disease. And I really appreciate the um separation there and making sure that we weren't like the herpes of podcasts so probably definitely but yeah yeah nice important distinction so thank you ben we love you right back uh we really really appreciate uh not only you listening and being a part of the community but also going taking the time to leave the review so thank you so much and then finally greece baby greece you're at the 18th uh the 18th biggest podcast in apple podcasts in the 44,000 in the arts and books category in greece so thank Thank you you, Greece. greece Appreciate Thank you, it. Indonesia, coming in at 35. Nice. Uh, going, going northern with this one. Thank you, Norway, at 58. And then uh, our Kiwis, we just barely snuck in under the 100 with 96th. So, yeah, New Zealand. New Zealand uh, listeners, can you please tell us if it's okay to say Kiwis? Oh, I yeah. Can't... Is that okay or is that not cool? Let me know say. if that's not cool. We won't say it again if it's not cool. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. I don't know what, I don't know. I thought it was an, like a, a loving term, like a yeah, term of endearment. Yeah, I thought it was a term of endearment too, but I don't know me neither <laughs> yeah let me know if that's not okay because uh you guys have been awesome enough to get it's on the 96th uh top ranked podcast and i don't want to uh you know disrespect you by calling you a name that you're like that's actually super insulting uh, and then finally we have old ireland coming in at 99th yeah ireland hey. so thank you ireland man that's so awesome we're in, we're in the top two percent of podcasts worldwide and we are in the top 100 in so many countries it's so neat that's awesome. That's very, very Thank awesome. you so much. It really makes all this work so worth it. Appreciate it. It really does. That's why I wanted to add in the like, thank you for the reviews, which we still have yet to beat our three. So um, give us a review and uh, I'll read it next week. And I need a few more people to step up and do it so we can beat our three record. And thank you countries because you are awesome. All right. Now onto the fun fact. So writer Isaac Asimov and Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry died within six months of each other. Asimov helped save Star Trek from cancellation by writing a fan letter to TV Guide saying it was a fresh and intellectually challenging science fiction television show. And his daughter was a fan, which led a lot to him reading it. And then I took a little chunk out of this letter that he wrote to Gene Roddenberry uh telling him was it oh it's to gene roddenberry not not the tv guide letter no no no. he did write a letter to oh, TV, okay TV Sorry, guide, but there was just this yeah. i just took a little chunk out of this letter that he wrote to gene roddenberry totally. that says i seized the opportunity to mention star trek quite forcefully as the best science fiction show on tv and you will be pleased to know that i caught a number of the scientist types in the audience nodding vigorously as i said that <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool so wow pretty cool thanks isaac uh for keeping star trek alive i think there's many 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 trekkies out there who owe you a, a thanks and some yeah. gratitude for that one no i've uh, i've fallen asleep to your show so many times gene roddenberry so many times it's so comforting <laughs> it really is i mean i have so many childhood memories because my father really liked next generation and so him and i would watch those he has them all on dvd uh, which I don't even have the ability to play anymore. Like, uh, you can put them in your PlayStation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I can, huh? I had a yeah. pretty extensive DVD collection for a while. It was like the thing. Streaming has definitely, I mean, like physical media is pretty awesome, but yeah, 
streaming is really convenient. <laughs> so convenient. I remember last time that I purchased a laptop, I had the option of either another hard drive, some more like space in there, or a disk tray. And I was like, get out of here, disk tray. Give me that space, you know? And I never once, not once since owning it, have I been like, Man, I wish I had that disc drive. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny. Like when I was when I was a teenager, like I don't know, like thirteen or fourteen or whatever, I saw somebody on a plane with a portable DVD player, wow. and I was just like, "That that is the coolest thing I've ever the seen." The pinnacle of like, technology. Oh my god, that is amazing! And I saved up money for oh, wow. months. I saved up every scrap of allowance or chores or or odd jobs or like I was like shoveling snow. I got like right. a, everything I had so that I could get a portable DVD player and I finally got one. And when I tell you folks that are listening right now, it was exactly as awesome as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I like, had like a little. I had like a little. You're watching on like the way to school. Oh yeah, oh I absolutely was, and I had it was oh, like yeah. a four inch screen. It was so and everyone small. was probably so jealous of you yeah, on the I, bus. Like what? No, I was like watching Harry Potter. Like you know, oh. I, I had like this little booklet of DVDs that I'd carry around with me. It had all the Lord of the Rings movies in it, all the Harry Potter movies up until then, at least. And I was so excited about it. And it's so funny because like. Now, if I could have told like 13 year old me, like, hey, like pretty soon you'll have like this little rectangle of doom that you <laughs> carry around with you, like this little this little nightmare piece of glass that'll take over your entire freaking life. But you'll be able to watch Friends anytime you want. Right. <laughs> like on your phone. <laughs> you will have killed The Office every episode at least three times because you can watch them whenever you want. I think that's the show I've I've overwatched the most i think so too i think you know what's really funny um before that seinfeld when i was just down in bend visiting some family my cousin cassidy he's he's, he's awesome i love super cassidy super cool so much um but we were all we we're all at my uncle's house and you know it was like after the wedding so quite a few people around and we were up pretty late and having some drinks and stuff we're sitting at this like patio table and somebody mentioned uh scranton and then this <laughs> other uh, this other person said isn't that where some really popular show was made? <laughs> and then my cousin was like, oh, yeah, that's where The Office was shot. And so then the conversation kind of just evolved from there, and we were all sitting there and stuff. And then Cassidy kind of, like, leaned into me, and he's like, uh, I didn't want to mention it, but, like, I really love The Office. And I was like, why didn't you want to mention like, that? And not was, one person has you, ever been like, you know what, what I hate talking? The Office. Well, and then he said, he said, like, I don't know, it just felt like kind of like this weird thing that i that it's such a comfort show for me and i was like buddy you tapped on the exact shoulder you needed to tap on yeah. to tell someone that because i have burned my my brain receptors out i can't like i'm so <laughs> i've overwatched that show so much like i know everything about the office and Which, it was just really funny because i don't think he felt like ashamed or anything but i think he felt like just a little bit like embarrassed to say right 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 how much he really loved show it. yeah and i was just like oh no dude like that was the most watched show on netflix for like 10 it's like years the world's like, comfort yeah, show exactly yeah it's just funny that he didn't know that it really helped um kind of define a new like generation of shows that like kind of awkward sarcastic approach well, on comedy you know taking the laugh track out like that was a oh big yeah deal. yeah that was a really it big doesn't deal. have a laugh track does it no and i think that i can't remember but i think scrubs was already on before the office i could be so wrong about that i but think I'm it was pretty sure i'm pretty sure you're right scrubs doesn't have a laugh track so i think 
that should probably get a little i don't really like scrubs personally. i don't really like scrubs either i don't think i've ever talked to, if, if you're listening right now and you really like scrubs like that's sorry cool, but i don't, yeah. I don't get it like i don't get yeah it's kind of dumb i think you gotta watch a lot of it i think so you know? too like <laughs> this is so off topic but like i was cruising around looking for stuff to watch the other night i saw that fraser was on and another was show every, i never got into it was every se- season of fraser Oof. and i was like oh my god there's 11 seasons of this show wow Frasier? there are 264 episodes of fraser and i was like this is such a wild time in in life right now in in human history right now where i like there's nothing stopping me from watching 264 episodes of fraser so i put an episode on and i was like this is exactly as milk toast as i thought it was gonna be and i kind of love it like I wow. <laughs> well, so, so also, ca- if you are a Fraser fan, let us know. Is it is it worth watching all 264 episodes? Because I've only ever watched a little of it, and it was never really my thing. Though I will say, uh, Kelsey Grammer's who like the main character. He in the last two seasons of the show was reportedly paid 1.6 million dollars per episode for each of the two last seasons, and the, each season has 24 episodes. That's so. That is- that is so yeah that's 48 million dollars you made in the last two years of the show good for you kelsey grammar good for you kelsey i don't know this there's a lot of different like kind of sitcom shows that i kind of missed the boat on like i still haven't watched how i met your mother Uh, i tried watching the big bang it's pretty good i don't know what's up with that the big bang theory was kind of weird i don't don't know Eh. yeah i like the big bang theory for the first like season and then it kind of got a little like i've heard the first season's really bad but then it gets really good oh really i like the first season maybe the first was the first two or something but but there's like uh how i met your mother i never really got into that i don't know I, I, i watched a lot of friends but like my parents were really into it um, but that was like the biggest show ever. But yeah, we're uh, we're we're all the way in off topic land. So I think that's we really up are for us today, everybody. Thank you so much, so so much for listening to the Monday morning episode. This is mine and Chad's favorite episode to make. I love so talking fun. to my best friend about books and games and shows and all kinds Same. of cool random stuff. But I am going to go right more (laughs) do it for like an hour my friend and then go do something fun and enjoying so you're not like enjoyable so you're not just like hating yourself and like hating your own piece of book book which is really good if i hear you say like it's garbage one more time i'm gonna just like (laughs) drive up there and smack you right in the face i would love for you to drive up here and smack me too i'd love to see you (laughs) i just want a hug from my buddy all right, everybody. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing to the Patreon. Go ahead and into the Discord in there. We've got a cool conversations happening all the time. We have a YouTube channel that's very organized and very pretty. And it really so, is. You know, it go, really is. Go throw on a video and like just put it on silent overnight or something. Give us some plays, please. Yeah, uh, just loop that baby. You yeah. know, and go on to uh, your your doesn't have to be an Apple podcast, but wherever you listen and leave us a review because I really want to break that three in one week record. So help me out, guys. Chad really likes breaking records. I do really like breaking records all right everybody again thanks so much for listening hope you have an awesome rest of your day and of course happy reading bye everybody